0: Hi there, this is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the Word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's Word and the ministry of the Spirit. So now let's go into what the Lord has in store for us today. Man, it's such a feast. But by God's grace, we'll do what we can. Today we'll continue again. Hallelujah. Psalm 23. The Bible says from verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. Woo! I shall not want. Amen. Amen. I think we have milked enough from verse 1. Let's go to verse 2. Verse 2 says, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me by the still waters. So, this morning I'll be showing on what I've titled Blow. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Blow. <laughs> Shout to your neighbor. Say, Blow. <laughs> if there is somebody in your house who is not listening to this teaching, go and meet them. Say, Blow. <laughs> They'll be wondering, who is blowing? And I'm about to blow. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So, what does Blow mean? It's an acronym for being long on the word, being lavishly on the word. That's what it means to blow. To binge lavishly, binge lengthy hours, binge long on the word, lie down in green pastures. Mm. That's what it means. You binge lavishly, all right? People binge on movies, people binge on social media, but hardly do people binge on the word these days you must learn to lie down in green pastures and i'll begin my exposition by explaining to you how that as a generation we are not used to the god our commander anymore Mm. we are used to the god our commander we are used to the God, our complimenter. We are used to the God that commands, the God that compliments. We're not used to the God that commands anymore. We're not used to the God that makes us. We're not used to the God that instructs us in the path of righteousness. We're not used to the God that tells us for the next 14 days, you're not eating anything. You're not used to the God that says, all that money you've been gathering for the past five years, give it to that man. We're not used to all those instructions of faith anymore. You see, but the thing you need to understand in verse two is that God makes you. Yeah. He doesn't suggest to you. He doesn't try to influence We know that, yes, we've gone for a lot of leadership seminars, and you have come to to, to become so familiar with the leadership that tries to influence you by persuasion. Oh, I'm glad to tell you that God, yes, is a leader of all hosts, but you see, he doesn't just try to influence you by persuasion, he influences you by command as well. He, He tells you what to do, and he expects you to just do it, even when you don't understand it. He makes you lie down. Lying down is a very uncomfortable position. We don't like to lie down. We like to be in the groove of the action of the moment. We like to be, you know, active and moving around. But God says to lie down. Mm. Anyone he will lead, he, will, he must have made to lie down. Yeah. Anyone he will lead into destiny, that person must have been made to lie down. Anyone who lies down, is not because they want to lie down. God made them lie down. Mm. So we need to get familiar with that God, our commander again. We need to get familiar to the Lord of hosts, the, 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 the commander of the hosts of the armies of the living God. The Jehovah Sabaoth. We need to get to that point where we know that God, as much as I have a privileged relationship with him as my father, I also have an obligation to him to submit and to worship him. He is not just my father in terms of relationship. I owe him an obligation because he's my commander as well. He's my commander. He's the judge. He's the lawgiver. Is the Lord of us, and so we must get to that point where we are we, we're in, we are we are locked in. Yeah. We are locked in and say, you know, whatever you say, I will do. <laughs> My flesh is no longer a factor. I will do whatever you want me to do. Praise the name oh, of the Lord. Yeah. That's the first thing we learn from verse two. He says he makes us. Woo! He didn't suggest to lie down. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't try to influence you. He didn't try to mesmerize you. He didn't try to say, "Oh, it would be nice if you perhaps can, you know, try and attempt to just lay low a little bit." No, he he gives a command: "Lie down now, lie down." You see, the funny thing is this: Pastor Inca shared, you know, she picked into some of my notes on Thursday how that God stays at the position called vantage. A vantage is, is a perspective view. It's a view that is comprehensive. A view that sees the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. He sees everything at a glance. And so when he's giving you an instruction, that instruction is accumulation. It's the tipping point of a whole lot of back-end interactions. Yeah. It's the tipping point. And so for you not to obey that instruction is to so doubt the integrity of his vantage position. Mm. Is to say, he does not know enough to say what he's saying. Yeah. Who gave him the authority to be telling you to do what you don't understand? Yeah. He, he must come to your level to make you understand before you do it. That's that's unbelief. That's doubt. That's folly. You must agree with him already, yeah. because your mind is sometimes too small to capture the essence of all the back end interactions that go into an instruction that God gives you. Yeah. Your mind is too small sometimes to capture the whole essence. You see, you see, one of the one of the things we have not come to understand is that a lot of times you see teachers a lot of times say things like, oh, the same thing that Mary did was what Zechariah did, but you know, God pardoned Mary. It's not the same thing. (laughs) Their responses were different. They were so different. You need to go back there. Luke 1 talks about Zechariah. Luke 2 talks about Mary. And you need to understand that it was a different conversation. Zechariah had been praying and praying for a child and then Gabriel came and said this is what's going to happen. You're going to give birth to a child who will be the forerunner to Jesus Christ. And Zechariah said, where whereby shall i know this mm. that was his question mm. he said whereby shall i know this he was asking god for proof mm. he was saying much more than your word i need something else mm. oh you have told me this yes it's the word but i need something else to validate what you're saying mm. whereby shall i know yeah. he was asking for proof and then gabriel had to give giving his designation I am the one that stays in the presence of God. When I come down to give you an instruction, you must understand that it has not been set down by any step-down transformer. This is the very essence of God's word to you, and you doubt it, asking for a proof. The word of God is the proof. Mm-hmm. And then Zechariah uh-huh. said, No, whereby shall I know? What else can you do to you know help my faith? the word of God is enough and so Zechariah said you have asked a dumb question and so you're going to get a dumb answer and so the the response and the proof you need is that you're going to be dumb for a season because you've asked a dumb question but what happened to Mary when Mary came, oh, praise the name of the Lord. Gabriel, the same guy, came to Mary and said, hey, blessed are you. Oh, you are, you are highly favored. See, there is a lot going on in the back end. I am able to distill to you in a few minutes. Only three verses. She listen to this. Everything about those three verses in Luke, I believe chapter 1, verse, is it verse? 33 to 35 there or is it Luke 2 now? Everything about those verses is the summary of all the prophetic agitations of Scripture. Beginning from Moses, Gabriel summarized it in three verses and gave it to Mary. Mary sincerely did not understand. She couldn't have understood. But she said, you know what? I believe what you're saying. So She said, I believe what you're saying. However, I need to understand the strategy. I don't doubt it, I'm not asking for a proof, I already believe, I'm only asking for a strategy. She now said, how shall these things be? Not whereby shall I know, Mm -hmm. there's a difference. How shall these things be? The only strategy I know about conception is that a man must have relations with another woman. But you see, I have never had a relationship, so give me the strategy that works. And even the strategy that angel, I mean, that angel Gabriel exposed to Mary was not also logical. Mm -hmm. It was not only the the holy spirit shall overshadow you. Mm -hmm. The power of the higher shall come upon you. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that will be birthed in the womb shall be called the son of God. Mm -hmm. What kind of explanation is that? The Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. The power of the eyes shall come upon you. How? Where? Mm-hmm. She could have gone on with all the inquisitions and inquiries and demands. But she said, be it unto me. Your word is enough. Yeah. Your word is enough. Be it unto me according to your word. Mm-hmm. According to your word. And she received it by faith. If you were some of us today, Gabriel would come and say, blessed are you amongst women? Oh, there's been a lot of prophetic agitations about a certain Jesus Christ who's going to save the people from their sins. And so you have been chosen by the ecclesiastical order to be the one to receive into your womb the pristine nature of this clandestine strategy. His name is called Christ. And then you come and say, uh, Gabriel, sit down first, please. Who, who, why, why, why am I the one? Who is the, why? Who, why is God telling me I'm the one? And who, who is this Christ? What will he come and be? And Gabriel wants to say, oh, Jesus is the strategy that God has in place to ensure that the people do not die in their sins. He's the one that has the blood of man and the nature of God to save the people from their sins. And so you are the one that has been chosen for that. Oh, oh, really? So how will I get pregnant? Where will it happen? Will it be in my room? Where will I wait for the Holy Ghost? You see, you would have bought Gabriel. He would have just gotten you done. Because you would have bought it with all your questions, but there was a man who said, I don't understand the entire back end, but I'm just going to believe by faith. Your word is enough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we find it hard to believe and obey the grand commander because we always have too much appreciation for our minds. Mm-hmm. We have too much appreciation for our understandings. We want to understand everything before we go into action. It is by faith we understand. We don't understand to our faith. We believe to understand. Mm-hmm. that's the generation of... You know, atheists that we have, most of the atheists were used to be believers, but because they didn't understand enough, they went into stop believing. And so they're saying, God, until you explain yourself, I'm not going to continue to believe you. Let my mind capture it, then my heart can follow with faith. But hey, it is by faith you understand. We understand by faith. We don't don't have faith, or rather we don't understand and they have faith. We have faith to understand. That's how we receive these things in in this kingdom. And so you you need to understand the difference between Mary's interaction and Zechariah's interaction with Gabriel. Two completely different interactions. They received, you see, Mary received God's word at its face value. Even without understanding. How do you explain the power of the highest will overshadow you? Where will the shadow be? How will I enter into the universe? So many questions that she would have asked. But she said, be it unto me. Be it unto me according to your word. I receive your word at the same level it was given. I don't step it down to the mediocre thinking of my mindset. I receive it at the level of your word. Be it unto me according to your word. And so, the first thing we need to understand is that when God gives us a command, you may never be able to understand the entire back end. You just obey it. No. You just accept it. You just believe it. Ooh, you just be able to put your life in the line. Trust me, you will not lose that life. Put your life in the line of God's word, and you will never lose that life. And so, the first thing we see in Psalms 23, verse 2, is that there is a God that makes. But what does it make us do? It makes us lie down. Of all things that God could let us do, why lie down? What a frustrating posture. What a frustrating posture. Just lie down. Lie down talks about rest. Mm. Talks about, you know, basking. Enjoying the warmth of something. But because we we are not so fixed in God's word, we are not fixed into the nature of God, we see lying down as a punishment. We see lying down as, you know, a punishment that God does out to those He does not like Pastor Timmy shared some of that last week. How that sometimes we just think that once we ask for the will of God, the will of God must be the diametrically opposed option to our own desires. It must be what we don't like, what we hate, that God will say is his will. That's, That's not the accurate way to think about it. Imagine a sheep, for example. A sheep, all right, has a shepherd over him. And then the shepherd says, We are going to green pastures, and we are going to lie down there. I'm going mm-hmm. to feed you to stupor. Now, what would the reaction of the sheep be? Would well, it the excitement and joy and jubilation, glory to God, no more starving. I'm about to fill myself up to the overflow. I'm about to lie down in green pasture. But we are the first kind of sheep that will be questioning the opinion and the mm-hmm. perspective of our shepherd. Mm-hmm. So why should I lie down? All my mates are running. All my mates are hopping. See, listen, and this is, this is the bane of this teaching. Anything the Lord will communicate to you, especially with respect to your destiny, you cannot get it running around. You can't. You will get it lying down in green pastures. What is green pastures? Green pastures is clear. It's the word of God, that's the feeding system man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god that's the feeding system and so when a normal shepherd feeds the sheep he feeds them with green grass what god our shepherd feeds us the sheep with is the word of god that's our pasture Oh, Pastor Luke Johnson got that revelation so clearly. So he named his church, Scripture Pasture, because that's the real pasture. It's the scriptures. So he says, lie down there, lie down in scriptures. The reason why you will not walk in the castle of the ungodly, and you will not stand in the way of sinners, and you will not sit in the seat of the scornful, is because you are lying down in the word. Do you hear that? I'm going to say that again. The reason why you will not be walking in the council of the ungodly, not standing in the way of sinners, not sitting in the seat of the scumfold, is because you are lying down in the Word. If you are not lying down, you are doing one of those three things. You must be lying down in green pastures. Lying down is very inconvenient sometimes. Why should I just lie down and not do much, and all I'm doing is just meditating on Scripture and staying in God's Word? Trust me, there is a lot going on as you do that. There is a lot going on. A lot of times we think reading the Bible is like reading another magazine. It's not. You are multiplying the effect of your life on earth. Every time you behold in the mirror the glory of the Lord, you are transformed to the image of God from glory to glory as by the Spirit of God. He says lie down there. Don't take a little snack of the Word in the morning and take another little snack of the Word on Sundays and then you think you're good. That's, that is that sure, is spirituality. You must lie down in the word. You can't be hopping and around and it's okay, you do one verse a day. It's okay to start from there. Don't stay there. Lie down there. Mm. Lie down talks about I'm here for a long time. Mm. That's what it means. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not trying to leave in a hurry. Mm. I'm not trying to leave in a moment. Mm. I'm lying down. There's nobody doing anything significant for the kingdom of God today we're in any sphere, but if they credit it to God, there was a season in their lives where all they were doing was lying down. Yeah. At those points, people were running past them. People were, you, pam, pam, pam. Humping around, moving around. And they were almost tempted to stand up from that lying down position. And also begin to jump from post to pillar. And he, God said, no, lie down. He makes me lie down. He said, come here. Lie down first. Lie down first. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Joseph, oh, God told him, lie down. Don't worry, just lie down. Receive energy is from the word mm. every crocodile basks every once in a while and what does the crocodile do when he's basking he just stays still you see the crocodile moving around the sun will still hit him but the effect of the sun on him when he's basking is multiplied he stays still sometimes he opens his mouth dipping and then the sun permeates cool i mean rather it heats him up it heats him up you see a a prey can be passing in front of the crocodile while he's basking he doesn't care about that prey, he's basking he doesn't care about it. More will come when he's done basking. He stays there. He stays there. He doesn't move. Because he knows the value of that activity. He's lying, he can be there for three days. Nothing will make it move, nothing. You are not juicy enough to make that crocodile move. You are not big a prey enough for that crocodile to move to try and catch you and go back to basking. You see, one of the things, oh boy, uh, I, I'm just gonna speak from my heart. One of the things, basking, and binging lavishly on the word. One of the three things is to do, there are three things is to do. One of the things is to do is that it will make you immune to being moved by opportunities or threats. Mm. That is why God ensures that the people he will use must lie down first. If you are not lying down, you will be overly moved by opportunities and threats. You will be overly moved. But you must have lie down in God's word. The logic of God must have interacted with your mindset to such a point that opportunities and threats are not the radars that instruct your goings out and your comings in. Oh. Those are not the radars. Those are not the things you observe. You don't observe lying vanities. You don't observe opportunities. You don't observe threats. You only observe what the word of God is saying. Wow. That is what determines. But you see, when you don't lie down, when you don't lie down, when you don't stay there, you are overly... You are just just moving at the speed of opportunities. You are moving at the the speed of threats. Anything that happens becomes something that would influence you. Come on now, only the word should influence you. You, The way you get that kind of influence in your heart is by lying down. You gotta lie down. You need time in the word i can't you can't abbreviate it there are some things that have be pressure cooked intimacy is one of those things you can't pressure cook intimacy you can't hang out with god two hours in a week and expect to know him enough you can't oh you are committed to church on sunday one hour on sunday one hour on thursday bible study and then you think that is enough that is two hours out of 168 hours in an entire week that is 1.2 percent of your week and so when big issues come, you think that 1.2% can carry your destiny? It can't! Because you're spending 1.2% of your entire weekly hours on the thing that matters most. How, how effective are you going to be? And then so, I pray and I spend time in the Word one hour every day. That is five hours plus. Two. I mean, that's seven hours plus two. That's nine. Nine hours out of 168, that is still 5.2%. 5.2% of your life in a week spent in the word spent in prayer how much of god's thinking pattern can you embrace in 5.2 percent investment how much and so listen there is a need to lie down there's a need to lie down you can't be up and around and so god told joseph calm down lie down lie down stay in my word when your brothers are having their PhDs and getting married, and you know Benjamin is getting married, and all his brothers are having their PhDs, lie down there. I'm teaching you something, because they that wait upon the Lord, ay, 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 ay. they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and nothing. But they must prioritize waiting. They must prioritize lying down. It's amazing how they soar like eagles. Once that waiting season, God permits them to move to the next level. Once God permits you and says, you know what, you have lying down now for quite a long time. Of course, I'm not going to stop lying down, okay? I'm not saying you're going to stop lying down. But there is a season where you have to consolidate the mindset of God. And it is the place of lying down. There was a season in Andrew Mark's life where every day, 16 hours every day for a season of his life, 16 hours every day, he spent it in the Word. You see, there is something that happens to such a person. His life cannot be the same again. He can't think like a normal person anymore. But you spend a chunk of your time on social media, you spend another chunk with movies, binging all kinds of things but the Word, binging all kinds of things but the fellowship of His presence, binging all kinds of things. How in the world will you now need an emergency response and you expect to hear the way He needs you to hear? You lie down in your pastures. Are we still together? <laughs> Woo! We live in a generation of folks who are not even used to pausing. Talk more of waiting. They don't like to even pause. Why are you, you pausing me? Why are you, Let me move. But those that will rain are those that can lie down. Mm. Those that will rain are those that can lie down in green pastures and soak in the word. Can you spend time in God's word? You are spending time in other things, so don't tell me you are busy, sir. Tell me you are busy, please. You're spending time in other things. Spend time in the Word. Spend time, copious, lavish amount of time in God's Word. It's so important. If you don't lie down to understand the Logos, Logos talks about the thinking pattern of the divine order. How God thinks is in the Word. How God thinks is in the Word. If you don't spend time to lie down in the Logos and understand the mindset of God, you will base your relationship with God on an assumption of what other people are saying. Mm -hmm. This is the reason why a lot of people are running to and fro. All right, being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine because they've not lied down. One of the other things that I'm going to share with you, the first thing that lying down will do, lying and in God's word will do to you, is that it will make you immune to being moved by opportunities and threats. Yeah. The second thing is that it will make you immune, immune to being moved by showmanship. Yeah. Yeah. showmanship. See, that's why a lot of people get carried away when the prophet comes and says the amount of money in your pocket. Uh, this, you have 10,000 in your pocket right now, and you're like, Wow, he's a true man of God. No, sir, that does not validate him as a true man of God. Does not validate him as a true man of God. Pastor Tim mentioned some of these things last week as well. It does not validate him. So, showmanship is such an easy way to just steal people's attention, get their attention, and manipulate them because they know not been lying down. And so, any little thing that somebody comes to dazzle you, you just move. Somebody just makes a statement, Oh, yeah, you're fascinated. In, in two months, the person has 10,000 people in his church just by performance, just by prophetic performances. That is not what you are led by. You are not led by showmanship. The reason why you are being led by that is because you have not lied down in green pastures. You have not stayed in God's word. When you stay in God's word, you are so mature that it takes much, a lot more than showmanship to influence you. God's word has to come as a witness to allow your permission to yield to what somebody else is saying. The word of God has to witness it in your heart that's a weakness sir. you will not be moved by showmanship somebody comes and says this is not your wife and, and you are you are moved they say oh oh ah, ah, he's a man of god he's a prophet <coughs> he's a prophet oh how how can, how can this man of god has prophesied a lot of things over other people how can he be lying he can be lying sir mm. he can be lying <laughs> he can be lying he can be a liar he can be a, liar. <laughs> he can be a lion <laughs> <laughs> he can be the lion the lion, himself. <laughs> It can be you see that and that is important for you to understand Ooh. that is how you receive the the sifting techniques of the spirit you receive sifting techniques in the realm of the spirit when you lie down in god's words when you allow god to permeate through your thinking faculties you are not the opportunities and threats Agabus told paul if you go to jerusalem you will be bondage you will be you'll be sent into prison he said i already know that I'm not moved by threats. I'm not moved by opportunities. I'm only moved by God's word. Woo-hoo! I'm only moved by God's word. Hey. I'm only moved by God's word. I was going to leave my office at some point when I felt oh, the ground was getting too tough. God said, no, you don't leave because it is tough. You leave when it's time to go. Mm. And you don't say because they're about to promote you. You leave when, when it's time to go. <laughs> yes, you only leave when I say to leave. Yes, you only leave as you are instructed by the word. Mm. You don't leave because it is not tough. And you don't stay because they're about to increase your salary by 10. Ha! Mm. Come on now. Mm. You are only moved by God's word. I like one prophet in the Bible. He's not a popular prophet. His name is Micaiah. I don't know if you know him. Yes, sir. Jehoshaphat <laughs> and Ahab, they're about to go for a battle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, was now meeting the you know Ahab, the king of Israel. They're about to go for a battle, and Ahab had already gathered to himself several perverted prophets. They had a lot of them. They kept prophesying and prophesying and prophesying, and all the all, all kinds of you know showmanship, saying what the king wanted to hear. Don't worry, my king. You will go and you will come back in good time. You will go and come back in peace. And he was rejoicing in that. And Joshua, because Joshua was used to more authentic prophets. His taste was higher. <laughs> he said, well, lately, no, there's all these jamboree prophets. I beg, I don't know all prophets. 300 of them. He didn't find anyone that suited his taste. He said, can you find me somebody? This man, I'm not feeling them. He said, get me another one. He said, there's another one over that one. He does not profess anything good. You will not hear from his mouth. He will never say all the same things that will direct me. He said, well, let's just call him. Let's see what he will say. Mm-hmm. The person I went to call Micaiah went and called Micaiah and said, See, guy, the 300 prophets have said all these yes, things. Yes. Just follow suits. Just align. Don't come and say things that are not that the kingdom don't want to hear. He said, okay, no problem. Let me get there. The guy got there. Praise God. Mm-hmm. And then he told him to prophesy. And Micaiah said, see, this is uh, no problem. You will go and come back in peace. Ah. Ahm hey, said, have I not told you to stop, to stop lying to me? Tell me what the word of God is saying. Because I know you never tell me the things I want to hear. <laughs> So even now you yeah, are yeah, pretending. Come and tell me the truth. My guy now began to say, "If you go, you will die. You will not die now. Yeah. I can't believe that you will just die. You join And it looked at you know Joshua Mansa. Didn't I tell you? He never promised anything good. And of course, they slapped the guy and told him, "You know what? You you know." And I sent him to the prison and said, uh, you be, you'll be there." And I sent him to another guy who like a governor in the state who will keep him in jail for the season when the kings will go to battle, right? Mm. And so he said, they will give him water of affliction and bread of affliction. Micaiah, ah, like I like that guy. He has sat break a day. Mm. You see, there's something God's word does to you. Mm. The kind of boldness it gives you. Nothing else can give you that kind of boldness. Ahab said, take him there until I return. Mm. Before you release him. He could have been saying, ah, please, oh, please return so that I can leave the prison. He said, see, he said, I'm not called of God if you return. Ah! Jesus. He did not burn me well if you return. Mm. Ah, what kind of boldness Ooh. in God's word? Mm. What kind of boldness? He put his life in the line. He could have stayed forever in jail. It. it didn't matter to him. Mm. He, he said, put him in the prison until I return. So that he will not change his prayer upon I and say, God, release. Let, let him not die. For what? You mm. want to bend God's word to adapt to you. It is you that must adapt to the word. Mm. You don't allow God's word to adapt to you. Adapt to the word, and Micaiah told him, I said, Except I'm not called, or God, that you return, (laughs) you will die there. And behold, he died there. The word of God will not drop down void, it will not come back to him void. Do you have that kind of confidence about God's word? Like I said, when you lie down in God's word, it makes you immune to showmanship, it makes you immune to all this prophetic dramatism, mm-hmm. theatrics. Mm-hmm. You have no you have no down in God, so that's why they can bamboozle you and they can just tell you one thing, add two things together. Any demon can know accurate things. Mm-hmm. Any demon can know. Did don't, you, you forgotten about that lady that was prophesying? The source was wrong, but what she was saying was so accurate. Yeah. It took a descending spirit from Paul to realize that this person is sourced from hell yeah. and silenced that demon after three days. You, anything that's accurate is true for you. No, now don't do that. Don't do that. You've got to continue in God's word. Oh, we are all familiar with John chapter 8 and verse 32. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But go for verse 31. That's the meat of it. He says, He spoke to the Jews who already believed in Him. He says, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. Mm-hmm. And the truth shall make you free. Mm-hmm. That means believing and being, being a Christian and being converted is not enough. You must continue in the Word. Yeah. You must stay there. You must lie down in green pastures. You must binge lavishly mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. Word. You mm-hmm. must blow. That is how to blow yeah. in the scheme of things. That's mm-hmm. how to blow. Yeah. You, don't, you don't move by opportunities. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I wish we can see from God's perspective. You realize that so many things that we celebrate today, God is just shaking his head, mm-hmm. God is SMH from from Ooh. on high, just SMH, and everybody stooping and saying, Hey, this guy, you remember how they will hail Jesus, come and be our king. But God said, He will not give himself to them because he knew their hearts. Mm. What other people would have jumped out and said, This is opportunity to be the king of Jews? He said, No, I won't give myself to them. He knew their hearts because he knew that this one will still say crucify me tomorrow. So he knew their hearts, so he never gave himself to them, he gave himself only to the word. I do nothing of myself, or whatsoever I see my Father do; those are the things that I do. John chapter five, verse nineteen. You must understand how you must be completely locked into God's word. Locked in. Opportunity don't move you. Threats don't scare you. Showmanship does not allure you. And the last effect is that it makes you immune to to manipulations of men. You see, men will manipulate you if you are not if you are not locked into God's word. Men will tell you things. That's who you, and you'll be moved. You'll be tossed to and fro by every window of doctrine. You've got to be locked in. It's not enough to listen to a man of God. You must get your word. You must understand the Bible for yourself. It's not enough to listen to me. It's not enough to listen to any man. You must get an understand. You must get your roots down. So that your fruits can go up. Mm-hmm. So that you cannot be uprooted by any man. Yeah. So that you are, you are strong. strong. Turds it yes. Strong. You can't be uprooted by any wind of doctrine. The best they can do is make you bad. They can't break you, mm-hmm. Because you are so firmly rooted in the floor, or rather in the soil of God's word. Yeah. Very important, guys. Very important. He says, those that believed on him, he told them, listen, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Mm-hmm. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free are you hearing what i'm saying yeah. and so he says he makes me to lie down mm. in green pastures mm. you lie down there you're not in a hurry you know we live in a generation where after 40 minutes of teaching people are tired <laughs> please either crack a joke or something let's just keep us lively keep us like We are so entertainment driven hey. each year and the Bible says in the last days, people will drag to themselves teachers that will whet the appetite, that will make them excited because they now have itchy ears. They will not be able to endure sound doctrine. They can't lie down anymore. They can't endure five hours teaching anymore. Wow. They can't endure three hours teaching anymore. All they want to hear is 45 minutes snack of the word on Sunday and then a dessert of the word on Thursday. Come on now. Uh, and after the whole week, they've only spent one percent of their of their week time in God's word, and they think they're fine, they think that's a balanced diet. That's quite shock already. That's quite shock. You have to lie down now. You have to lie down, stay there. See, and that's one of the purposes of this teaching. Chronicles of a shepherd, but we can be here for six months, please, guys. Get ready. We can be we can, we can be here for six months. <laughs> we want to lie down inside this time 23. That's how you that's how you meditate. You still undress and you milk everything. You squeeze it out. You squeeze it out. And so, if you're not lying down, that means you are walking in the council of the ungodly. You're standing in the way of sinners. You're sitting in the seat of the scornful. The Bible says if you don't want to do those things, your delight must be in the law of the Lord. And in it must you meditate day and night. You shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, who brings forth its fruit in the season. None of your leaves shall wither, and whatsoever you do. Shall prosper. Hallelujah. Are we still together? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hey, praise God. Hallelujah. The syllabus is still long. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we ready to lie down some more? Yes, sir. <laughs> praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The second half of this teaching, which I'm not going into full detail today, is the fact that it is to the degree you have the green pasture coefficients that like you can be led by the Spirit. So he says he makes me lie down first, but it begins to leave me by the still waters if, if you follow the teaching we did um you know there is a river we made it very clear that that still water is siloam and that siloam is the holy spirit representation of the holy spirit there is a river if you need to go back to that teaching series go back there and listen again all right and, and that's what you know, the Bible is and that it's, it's amazing how God uses those typologies. It just makes the Bible so rich. Everything is not there, just painted in black and white for you. You have you have meditation capacities <laughs> so you can dig deep, deep. So green passage are wondering because you are not a you are not an actual sheep. So everything in that Psalm 23 is typological. Mm-hmm. Because you are not a sheep, God is not a shepherd in that literal sense over a literal sheepfold, mm-hmm. but He's using those words to explain some dimensions of truth to you so if god is a shepherd and you are the sheep and he leads the sheep to pasture what is your own coefficient of pasture what is your coefficient of still waters you see the coefficient of pasture to you is the word the coefficient of still waters to you is the spirit the ministry of the spirit however it does not leave you by still waters before He tells you to lie down it is your lying down that you gain accuracy in the leading hey Psalm 737, verse 31, the Bible says, He has the law of His God in His heart. Therefore, none of His steps are slide. That is the guarantee that every decision I make is targeted. Yes, because the law of God is in my heart. Even when I'm about to make a mistake, the word will change my course. Change my course. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed therewith according to God's word. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. He says he has the law of his God in his heart. Therefore, none of his steps shall slide. So every time you see steps sliding, steps sliding, you're just making mistakes You're regretting a lot of things in your life. You have not been lying down. You have not been lying down. If you check again, if you check again, the same story of Jehoshaphat and Ahab, you know, Jehoshaphat of Judah, you know, for a long time before he became king, you know, a lot of other kings have done a lot of terrible things in the land of Israel. And so when he came, he discovered the scrolls again. And guess what he did? he ensured that the priests went throughout the entire land of Judah to be teaching God's word to the people. Powerful stuff! They started teaching God's word to the people. All they did, sincerely, was to teach God's word. They just started teaching God's word. They went from coast to coast teaching people God's word. Guess what? After that exercise, the Bible says every nation around them can to fear them. They didn't do anything wrong. They, they, they didn't carry guns and mallets and chariots and trying to scare other people. They just stayed in God's word. The effect of staying in God's word was fear to other camps. Sometimes you are staying in God's word and you don't know the effect it's having in your business. You don't know the effect it's having in your relationships. You don't know the effect it's having in your ministry. You don't know the effect. But if you if you see in the realm of the spirit the kind of sounds you are creating in the realm of the spirit by lying down in green pastures, you realize that you must do more of it. Mm-hmm. The people of Israel only stayed in God's word. They did not do any other thing. Their foreign policy did not change. Their government did not change. They didn't do anything extraterrestrial. All, of, all they did was stay in God's word. And fear filled the heart of all the nations around them. Nobody was going to fight them because they were sending signals in the realm of the spirit. So when you read your Bible, you are doing a lot that you don't know. You are multiplying your effect on the earth. Multiplying your effect on the earth. So uh I I, I will end here today. But from next week, we'll we'll talk about the link between the word and the spirit. Mm -hmm. Because it is to the degree you lie down you can be led. He said, The degree you lie down, you can be led. (laughs) And we'll do a thematic analysis of Romans chapter 8. If you don't know that chapter of Scripture right now, go and read it. Put it in your heart. Every believer should know Romans chapter 8, at least from verse 1 to 16, by heart. Just go and learn it. It will do you a lot of good. It's such a sweet, sweet, sweet chapter of Scripture. All right. And so we'll get to understand the link between the Word and the Spirit. You see, why, there's a reason why the Word didn't come after the Spirit. There's a reason why the Spirit didn't come before the Word. The Word first. Lie down first. Yeah. Don't get overly dramatic. Lie down. <laughs> tell your neighbor, lie down. lie down. Back in secondary school, seniors would tell us, "Come here, lie down flat. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, if they tell you that you're finished, you're gone. <laughs> lie down there. Because you see, that's, that's the most immobile state you can be. Mm. that's the most immobile state of them. if you are running, jumping, standing, you are still mobile but when you lie down, it takes a lot before you can become mobile again sometimes you just need to incapacitate yourself in the world just stay there, rest there the word is doing a lot that you don't know about until the time that his word came the word of god kept trying him stay there on that floor lie down let me put in you the process that i need to put in you so that by the time you take flight oh boy nobody can stop you because you spent extensive time lying down in god's word. How many of you have been blessed this morning? Can sure. no, you and give God praise and just to thank him for the word that has come to you this morning? Thank him for his word, thank him for his word. And make decisions, make decisions. Oh, make decisions, make decisions. Make decisions, make decisions. The Lord, in the name of Jesus, I want, I want to give you more. 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 Don't give me the excuse. Oh, I'm a banker. I work so long hours. You can be lying down in the world every day of your life. It's all about meditation. We'll talk about that again next week. It's all about meditation. David was one of the busiest man you could ever think about. Busy man. Busy to the teeth. He was a father, he was a king, he was a commander, he was a lord, he was he was a priest, he was a prophet, he was a writer, he was a psalmist, he was a, he was everything literally. But the same David said, One thing have I desired, and that I will seek after. To dwell in the house of all the days of my life, to lie down in green pastures so that I can behold the beauty of the Lord and I can inquire in his temple. You see, David was the busiest man in his time, but nobody spent more time in the world than David. And so don't give me the excuse that, oh, you are busy, you are busy. Are you as busy as David? If you're not as busy as David, then you can do what David did. You can lie down in green pastures. You can stay there. You can binge lavishly on the Word. Binge lavishly on the Word. Stay there meditate. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight o oh lord our redeemer thank you lord jesus for such a powerful time in your presence we give you praise and we give you glory for in jesus precious name we are praised amen amen and amen and amen wow what a word for more messages connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at popwing tribe